Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast coming to you live from the Macedon Ranges on this beautiful Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2023. Cracking day actually. We're out walking this morning with Millie, did our seven and a half kilometers. Very, very cold, but uh, the sun is shining, not a breath of wind. It is the middle of winter, so it is very, very brisk. But um, great to be alive and uh, greatly appreciate you plugging into yet another episode of the podcast. So if you are a brand new listener, if you just happen to come across this particular podcast, welcome. Hopefully there's some stuff that I talk about today that is going to be of value to you in your quest to improve either your sales capabilities or in fact, if you are a leader, your sales leadership capabilities. And of course, if you are a returning listener Greatly appreciate you plugging back in and hopefully I'm continuing to add value to you on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader. So uh, if you haven't yet subscribed, please do yourself a favor and press uh, subscribe on the platform you're listening to or on your Apple platform. It is simply press follow. And if there's people within your sphere of influence who you believe may benefit from listening to some Aussie talk about sales and sales leadership, then please do them the courtesy and do them a favor by sharing this particular episode and maybe share the the, uh, the podcast as well. That would be fantastic because we are on a mission to impact as many sales people and sales leaders as we possibly can around the world to help people become exceptional in what they do because everybody's going to benefit. And as they say, a rising tide lifts all boats. So I'm not in it for competition. I'm in it for getting a message out, and I do know that the message is going to resonate with some, and it's not going to resonate with others, and I'm perfectly okay with that. So uh, welcome aboard, and in today's episode, uh, let's get straight into it on this beautiful Wednesday. I wanted to talk about a topic that I think is pertinent across many industries, especially in sales, and based on my work in sales leadership, it certainly exists within the sales leadership ranks, and that is a thing called the imposter syndrome. Now, I'm going to talk about this particular topic from the perspective of you are not an imposter. Um, but one of the interesting things, if you talk to a lot of elite sports people, elite performers, and even elite, uh, elite, elite, even elite, oh, I'll get my words out, even elite business people, many of them will have some sort of trepidation or anxiety about not being good enough or not belonging, um, not having the right capabilities, not having the right experience. Uh, and it's it's fascinating when you see these people and how successful they are and they look so polished and they've got lots of charisma and they appear to have everything going for them. In their head, they very often still think, even though they might have had the runs on the board, that they are not necessarily worthy of the position they have or the success that they've been enjoying. And from a sales leadership point of view, and certainly in sales, uh, it's really fascinating that this happens all the time. And I reckon part of that is... A lot of the time, and I've always talked about this, that salespeople, for all intents and purposes, are often given the gift of leadership positions and leadership opportunities based on how good they are as an individual contributor. And I don't think all salespeople, A, want to be a sales leader, or B, are ready to become a sales leader, but they're often anointed as the next sales leader and probably don't want to let down leaders or let down their, their key senior leaders 
and often will just accept that particular role without sort of question or without really identifying whether this role is the right role for them. Now, one of the greatest things about sales and sales leadership is that there is no specific required background that will guarantee success. And, and the reason for that is people come from all different backgrounds and because sales is such a wonderful um, profession, it's also one of the, if not the oldest profession, and everybody's in sales, irrespective of whether you have a sales title or not, every single person on the planet is in sales, but it, it means that everybody has the capability of being in sales and certainly has the capability of being in sales leadership, but not everybody wants to be in that particular position. So I've seen very, very technical people become great salespeople, and I've also seen very non-technical people become great salespeople as well. So there are extroverted people. Now, I remember back in the day, I did my very first Myers-Briggs profile, and I was back in, when was it, 1995, and I was still two years away from moving into a sales role, but I'd been working with the sales team as a like a corporate customer service type, type person, so doing a lot of work with the sales teams, doing a lot of work with customers in the corporate space, so I had a lot of access to uh, customers, sales teams, salespeople, sales leaders. So I really enjoyed working with them. But I remember at the time that uh, the person who unpacked my Myers-Briggs profile, because originally when it came out, I was an INTJ, which is a very introverted type of approach to, uh, to personality style. So my, the person that, uh, that unpacked the Myers-Briggs profile for me basically said, hey, in order for you to be successful in sales, you need to be extroverted. And as I look at your profile, you are the complete opposite. So there's no way you're going to be successful in sales because back then, the I guess the, the gross generalization was all salespeople need to be extroverted and they need to talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles. So uh, thank God I didn't listen to that person. And, and when I do profiling today and talk to leaders and teams about profiling, we always talk about the fact that profiling is contextual. It does not represent who you are in terms of your personal personal style, your personality, or at least your identity, but you can change. But to the point there is that there's a lot of people who are extroverted who can become successful in sales. There's also a lot of people who are introverted who are successful in sales. There are young people, there are old people, there are male, there are females. That doesn't actually matter. So I've seen people from all walks of life with all kinds of different backgrounds become successful in sales, and many have gone on to become successful sales leaders many of them breaking the quote-unquote the mold of what most people used to think a good sales leader or a good salesperson sounds like and looks like. However, across the whole gamut of that, there's one common element amongst all of them that can often strike and sometimes at the height of their success and often when they least expect it, and that is the syndrome known as the imposter syndrome. Now, if you've been in sales for a while, if you've been a leader for a while, you know what I'm talking about and you would have had these feelings at some stage in your career where you just didn't feel as if you belonged in that role or it felt as if, you know, at some stage people are going to work out that I'm not as good as perhaps the vibe I'm giving off or the impression that I'm trying to create. And so when you look at the imposter syndrome as a definition, it's defined as the persistent and inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. And so I see this all the time and I, and I remember uh, just recalling a, a few leadership programs I've just finished doing and, and one of them in particular, there was a number of leaders who were quite anxious about the end of the program and what, what it meant and what they had to do in terms of reporting back to their senior leaders and some had to do presentations and so forth. And 
for leaders who are you know very very well credentialed very well experienced and very very good people high quality people it was just fascinating to watch and to listen to them talk because i believe that they had a case of imposter syndrome starting to infiltrate their psyche which was actually false it wasn't true so we had to spend a bit of time talking about the fact that you know what they're not imposters they deserve to be in that particular role and they've been put in that role for a specific reason so embrace it and embrace embrace the fact that you just have to be your very best self you can be which means be authentically you and don't compare yourself with anybody else and that's that's the key message out of today i think a lot of people who suffer from imposter syndrome we often are conditioned and i think this is a societal thing to compare ourselves with other people and if we are not the same as somebody that uh, is held up in lights then almost we're seen as a failure and that's where a lot of the imposter syndrome i believe actually comes from so we need to we need to get over it so if we are 100% honest with ourselves we have all felt at some stage a little like an imposter in our career especially when we do compare ourselves to others and this can lead to over preparing it can lead to making excuses seeking perfection blaming others and ultimately anxiety so I want to put some things to bed um, and if you're one of those people who have experienced these sort of things or at least there's a fleeting fleeting thought that comes in every now and then or in fact whether you're thinking about this on a more regular basis I want you to understand this that you are not an imposter so here are some key things to think about and to remember number one as I've just said you are not an imposter number two you 100% deserve to be in the position that you are. And just think about this, how much work you've done to get to where you are right now. Now, some people might feel as if they've landed into a certain position. They might have felt as if they've got lucky. But I firmly believe that you wouldn't have been lucky if you didn't put some level of effort in and you didn't work your butt off to get to where you are. So this is all coming down to mindset, by the way. So just think about you 100% deserve to be in the position you are. And don't think about what people might be telling you or what you think they might be talking about. Just think to yourself, you know what, I deserve to be here. And this is not gloating. This is not arrogance. This is just assuredness or a certainty that, you know what, I do deserve to be here. And if that means you need to start having a conversation with yourself, then so be it and do that. Affirmations are very, very powerful. So you 100% deserve to be in the position you are. The third point is the only person to compare yourself, and this is a big one, is the person staring back at you in the mirror now despite what social media have you believe and despite what all the media out there will have you want to do and that is compare yourself with all these glamorous people the only person you've got to compare yourself is with the person who is looking back at you in the mirror every single day and part of this is to think about how do i get better today than i was yesterday but how do i continue to improve tomorrow so i can become better tomorrow than i was today now if you can do that if you can have an attitude of constant and never-ending improvement then what will happen is any thoughts of imposter syndrome will start to dissipate because you're on a journey. And it's it's the journey that's the most important thing. It is not necessarily getting to the end destination that is the most important thing. Point number four is a really important one. Understand that you will not always get things right, but you will always focus on doing the right thing. And this is a great leadership lesson because there are so many leaders out there that focused on it and they're almost told, hey, make sure you get things right because there's this, almost this unwritten ground rule that we don't make make mistakes around here. Well, you know what? I'm going to make mistakes. And I'm not always going to get things right, but I'll always focus on doing the right thing. And I will own it irrespective of what happens. And that leads to point number five is embrace making mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and don't repeat them, then it's actually a good thing. And it's funny, you know, I was talking to a leadership group last week and we're just talking about leadership and reflection and, and so forth. And, and I often ask the question, 
of groups and I asked them this question, which they hadn't really thought about before. And I said, if I asked you in your reflection uh, to reflect on what is the biggest mistake that you've made for the last week, how would your response be? Now, some of them looked at me really strangely, but I was asking for a very specific reason, and that is a lot of leaders uh, tiptoe around the edges and they try to get things right, as we, as per the previous point, and they're afraid of making mistakes for fear of uh, retribution, criticism, discrimination, you name it, they're, they're afraid of it. And I said, but the only way to actually improve, the only way to get better, and the only way, by the way, to help your team get better is by embracing the fact that you're gonna get things, some stuff wrong, but owning up to that when it happens. So this is not playing the blame game at all because you always take responsibility for absolutely everything that happens, particularly as a leader, irrespective of whether you're at fault for that or not, because at least you've got some control over how you respond to that particular situation. But if you think about it, if you're making mistakes, it means that you're actually pushing the boundaries, developing maybe some competencies that you haven't um, developed yet to its fullest extent. So you're making progress, which is exactly what we want to do as a leader. And it's certainly what you want your sales team to do as well. So as long as you're not repeating that mistake, and I and often say this, as long as it's not putting somebody's health and well-being in jeopardy, or if it's not costing millions of dollars, then what's the worst possible thing that can happen? You've got to make mistakes, and it's the only way that we're going to learn. So embrace making them because you're going to learn from them. The next point, point number six, is be an example of excellence you would like to see in your team, and they are always watching. And this is something we've always got to remember. Uh, your team is always watching you. So be really conscious of the example that you want to set and be the model of excellence. So if you want to see good behaviors in your team, then you start demonstrating those good behaviors. You don't have to talk about it. You just have to demonstrate that because people are watching you like a hawk. Point number seven, ensure you have a mentor or a coach or a person who is in your corner, in your inner circle to speak with, who can help you work through your thoughts and also your emotions. And one of the things that I found earlier on in my sales leadership career is in an environment that I was operating in, it was very, very competitive and there probably wasn't a number of, well, probably wasn't many people actually that you could talk to within the organization who, you know, on the one hand could be trusted and on the other hand, uh, you could really let your hair down and express how you were feeling or some of the thoughts that you were have, are experiencing. So getting somebody who is outside of your normal work environment, somebody who can trust, you can be trusted with, who is not going to go and blab to other people, who's not necessarily going to give you biased advice, who's just going to listen to you and maybe give you some, um, some things to think about, or maybe just be a mirror and reflecting back or a soundboard, that is absolute gold. And even working with sales leaders today, there's a number of them who feel really uh, sensitive and not feeling as if it's comfortable to share their innermost thoughts and feelings amongst their peers because it's such a dog-eat-dog type of environment they're operating in. So having somebody who is outside of that normal environment is actually really, really worthwhile. So ensure you've got a mentor or somebody who you can share with and somebody who you can talk to. And the last point, point number eight, and it's a really important one, is know that you will get knocked down. Now, when I talk to leaders about this and when I talk to the fact that you're going to have failure, you're going to have things that are not going to go your way, Sometimes if the thinking is not right, then that's where the imposter syndrome can really drive up and almost go into hyperdrive. And a conversation in your head could be as simple as, yeah, I told you so. See, there's the evidence. You're not good enough, etc., etc." But the fact of life is that you're not going to win every single deal. You're not going to win every single opportunity and not everything is going to go your way. So we have to build a thing called resilience. So know that you will get knocked down. That is just a part of being a leader. It's actually part of being a human being. 
But as the great Les Brown says, and I love referencing Mr. Les Brown, he says, when you get knocked down, make sure that you land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. And if you can get up, you can get going. So look up, get up, and get going. And just think, this is just, just another little step in the, in the journey of driving towards excellence. And it does not mean that I'm an imposter because it means that I'm actually an authentic leader and I'm continuing to improve every single day. So as we wrap up this particular episode, hopefully those points are hitting home and hopefully this message hits you at just the right time for you to hear it. So the key message is you are not an imposter. Instead, be the example of excellence that you want to see in your team and take notice of what happens because your team is and always will be a reflection of you. And just remember this, if you've got some thoughts about you being an imposter, just think what are the thoughts that your team are having that may actually be the same, if not even magnified. So we have a huge responsibility, not just to our business, but also to our team and the people who are in our care to get really, really clear on the fact, you know what, I deserve to be here and I'm here to serve my team. So I am not an imposter. I'm actually an authentic and incredible moving towards becoming an exceptional sales leader. So with that, if you'd like some help in your quest to become a sales leader, I'd love to have a conversation with you to see how I may be able to help you. So simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation and uh, see where you're at, have a conversation about what you're looking to achieve over the next 90 days. And if you want some help with your team, happy to have a conversation about that as well. So look forward to that conversation and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.